Uh, hey, this is episode number 42. We just started uh, No Laugh Track Podcast. You just listened to our intro music, thanks to Circle of Heat. That song is called Journey to the Sun. You can check them out on Facebook. we got links all over the place on the No Laugh Track page, Acme, the Podbean site, this, that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here we go, podcast. Not one guest tonight, but two, because we have a wedding crasher. Is that correct? <laughs> yep, that's me. Yep, that's Shell. Yeah, Shell. Shell, fucking... Tell me how to pronounce your you. name. Kachel. Chell. Chell. Yeah. Bjorgen. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And Henry Phillips. Yes. Hey, the feature and the headliner are here on the couch. Sweet. Here Feels we go. Good. Feels good. Does it feel good? Yeah. How's the night been going? You first. Uh, really great. Lots of fun. <laughs> Small crowd, uh, good times. It's a Tuesday night. We'll set the table here. Normally, uh, people are used to... Usually we record this on Wednesday afternoons, and it's posted sometime on Wednesday. I don't know when people listen, but uh, we do this Tuesday night every once in a while and keep everybody up past their bedtimes, so thank you. I know Kachel. Yeah, that's it. You're good at staying up late. No big deal. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess. What are you hiding, man? I've not had anything. I go to sleep at midnight or one or two. See? There you go. And get up? Sure. <laughs> At some point, That's what I do. Perfect, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Guys, I just I don't want to interrupt, but this is really good radio, right? Now. It is. It is. Henry, <laughs> sorry, I'm just kidding. Henry, good morning. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, it is morning for me. Yeah, welcome back to uh, Acme in Minneapolis. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Yeah, uh, you have quite a history here. Did you really? I just was here at the show. Yeah, yeah. You've recorded uh, two CDs. Two. Yeah, my both. last two CDs were recorded here. It's a great place to record the. Uh, the club's always very accommodating, and the crowds are nice. And, and you know, like earlier you said 140 people, that's not a lot. Most clubs you go to, they would love to have 140 people. On a Tuesday night or any night? On a Tuesday night, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I mean, geez, I just did a uh, club where there was 100 people throughout the entire weekend. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. Was that Snickers with a Z? No. Let's badmouth them. Let's Where are the is. bad crowds? I don't want to say the real one, so let's just say it's Snickers with a Z, <laughs> wherever that is. Where's that? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. You yeah, I don't play there, so let's just say it's them. <laughs> then for sure it was. I'll just fuck over some <laughs> random club that I don't work at. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, Snickers, they only had 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Actually, the place I'm talking about is called Snickers. It's, they spell two Zs. Wait a second. Z in the beginning and a... <laughs> Actually, no, it's three Z's instead of a C. They, they call Where's it a the Z. third it's one? Znizkers. Znizkers. People have a hard time pronouncing it. It's crazy. One of my favorite things that I've never talked to you about, uh, Henry Phelps was talking to, I think it was Tig Notaro and someone else, and talking about comedy clubs and how the names are so stupid, like uh, mm-hmm. Knuckleheads or Chuck Chucks or mm-hmm. Yuck Yucks. And Henry was like bantering about that. And oh, yeah. Tig told me, and the name was Stop. That tickles. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, that tickles. <laughs> or stop that tickles. Yeah, one of those. That's right. I forgot game. all about that. I one. remember I that story. Come up with Which, if you open a club, stop what, that tickles. What would you name it? Uh, you know, it'll be the funny bone. I think that's the uh, the original one. I don't. There's no name like Acme. Something original. Something that's. Uh, I don't know. Not not uh, the usual. The Chuckle Hut. No, not for one second. <laughs> no. You know, a funny story about that. Uh, my buddy Jesse Joyce, have you guys had him here? He's uh, he's been in town. Unbelievably yeah. funny guy. But he uh, 
he called me in and said, "Hey, man, you got to play at this place, Nut Street. It's uh, northern North Carolina, I guess, um, and apparently it's a great club." And he was pretty excited about it. He's like, "Yeah, you got to call these guys." And I said, "Nut Street. It sounds like one of those, you know, we're being silly kind of names, you know, like right. hey, that tickles or whatever." <laughs> and uh, he goes, "No, no, Nut Street is the name of the street that they're on." So. And I go, well, that's got to be kind of a bummer when you're like, well, no, I'm I'm going to stop their di- tradition. We're going to have a classy name. We're just going to name it after whatever street that we're on. Right. What, what street are we on? Nut Street. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he was like, uh, it's like yeah, all right. No, no, we're going to have a classy name. Uh, what street are we on? Banana Farts Drive. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Looks like we're going to be Banana Farts Drive Comedy Club. You can't avoid it even if you try. <laughs> Dildo Lane. <laughs> well, we just happen to be. It's like, you shouldn't have named it Dildo Lane. It's the name of the street. That's what we were trying to go for. <laughs> now, anyway. Chell, I was uh, telling oh, you. By the way, it's Kajel. It's Kajel. Here, here Kajel. Yeah. Uh, I, I was telling you that you've sort of been on this podcast before. Right. And now I will refresh your memory. Your buddies with Brendan Walsh, yeah. correct? Yep. Yep. You talk to him, hang out with him. He's in town. Sure. Sure. Yeah. He was on this podcast, mm-hmm. and while we were recording this podcast, his phone rang. Oh yeah. And he held the phone up. Yeah. <laughs> and the the two uh, let's see, it's a two and a half words that came out of your mouth that he held up to the microphone were, "Sup, faggot." <laughs> Yeah, very offensive. Yes. And, uh, yeah, cruel. So, yeah. Wait, he said that? No, yeah. I called and he didn't tell me he was on the podcast. Oh. And he put it on speakerphone. And you so said, when, What's up, faggot? Yeah, when he answered, oh. I'm like, What's up, faggot? And that was what was on the podcast. And then they mm-hmm. proceeded to ask me if I'm a homophobe, uh, insult Jews, and, uh, you know, be a racist. And, yeah, turned to a whole. Th- All right. So, yeah, now I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> Good to be back. Feels good. Would you like to give us a what's up, faggot again? What's up, faggot? <laughs> I'm hearing catchphrase. T-shirts and everything. Yeah. Henry, how long have you been performing at Acme? Uh, first time I came in here was about 2000, maybe 99. I came here with Doug Stanhope. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it was 2000. I was the feature act for Doug Stanhope. Had an amazing week here. It was great. Super fun. Did you go on the road with him, like, all over? Uh, yeah, I used to travel with him a lot. Uh, he brought me to a lot of really cool clubs. Houston, Minneapolis, Nashville, San Francisco. Most of the ones that that are sort of named like the really good ones, Doug was uh, yeah nice enough to bring me along to. And um, that's how I kind of got started. Yeah. How was that going out on the I mean... He's got kind of a reputation. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the week we were here was fantastic. Um, there was a whole story that happened where there was a guy who was an open micer or something like that who Doug had played a bunch of pranks on him the previous time that he was here. And so this guy thought, well, and, and really bad ones. Too. So this is not, it's become not a fun thing. Like he was actually going to try to really get back at Doug. And it, uh, Doug was uh, on stage, and all of a sudden he gets this heckler. And it, we found out later that this open micer had recruited some headliner from someplace else to okay. come here, who who already didn't work here. He wanted to work here, but he didn't. He didn't get in, so he was kind of like, "All right, well, screw it. I'm going to go ruin this guy's show." Yeah. And um, he heckled Doug, and 
Doug from the audience, and then uh, Doug ripped him apart, like from the stage, and yeah. just completely ruined him. And then afterward, I think Lewis had told Doug, you know what happened? This guy actually asked this other comic to come here and heckle you. Yeah. And Doug was like, well, you should do a thing where you pretend like you were just about to call him to headline here at the Acme. Oh. Said, but now you're not going to do it because uh, oh. just ruined <laughs> you just, your chances. You just yeah. blew it. And Lewis went with it. No. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Lewis went up to the guy and says, yeah, that's really messed up. I was just going to call you this week. No. I was going to call and see if you could come here and do a headlining week. And then, it, so it all backfired on this open micer because then that guy wound up yelling at the open micer and going, you asshole. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> asshole. You made me come over and do this. I was actually going to be working here for a week and you made me just ruin it. And he sold the other guy out completely. Yeah, he's like, he's the one who made me do this. You know? Right. So it was a nice little. Oh, God, that's funny. So that was the story of the week. <laughs> that is awesome. That was fun. That is awesome. I remember. Uh, we've crossed paths before. You've come into the radio station working yeah, at yeah. KQRS. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you cut the hair? I know you had longer hair at one point. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. The older you get, it looks kind of silly. You yeah? Know, keep trying to keep that dream alive. <laughs> you had long hair? I didn't, you had... Yeah, I had really long hair when I was... Uh, when I was younger, even know. like on uh, what? What? I have one of your CDs. It's the um, probably my probably, first one. Yeah, six Shoulders seven years ago, freaks. Um, maybe. Oh, oh, the the one. Uh, yeah, I, I've always had longer hair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just kind of like uh, it starts becoming something that you don't want to show off too much. <laughs> I'm going to show off my gray hair and how it doesn't reach the front of my forehead. My, uh, I, have, uh, I have two daughters yeah. and my youngest daughter's four. She said to me the other day, she was like, you know, right up in my face. She was looking at my goatee and she noticed the gray hairs coming in. Yeah. And she goes, you know, daddy, if you, if you, uh, if you cut those, you should shave because if you cut those, then they'll be gone and they won't grow back. So <laughs> if only that were true. <laughs> yeah. Very simple to stay young. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. So, well, you look uh, like a young guy. What, what are you, in your early 30s? or uh, Late 30s, but oh, thank okay. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's cool. I'd say it's healthy from healthy living. living, but I'd be lying. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's just good genes. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah. Good, the good Scandinavian genes, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know about that, right, Cachell? I do. I do indeed. Yeah. I have excessively oily skin, so I have no wrinkles. <laughs> So that's key. Yeah, that's good. And as I learned uh, from watching your show tonight, uh, a vaginal uh, yeast infection on your face. Well, that's the implied joke. It's not literally a vaginal. No, it was. It was. <laughs> I, I Googled it while during the show. Well, that's the skin condition. Yeah, it's an excessive amount of yeast. So, yeah, that's the oily skin, which causes dry skin, which is a weird condition. So my skin would get uh, oily, and I would still have dry, flaky skin on top of that. And so for 10 years, I, was, I had no idea how to fix it. Looks like a burn victim. Oh, no. Yeah, and what's the condition called? Seborrheic dermatitis. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. And well, we have a doctor here itself? today, and we're going to invite him in right now. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Are you guys working together all week this week? Yep. Yeah. 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 It's going to be fun. And you had a night where you headlining. I know you've headlined here. You've had your weeks. Yeah. You uh, were just here uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. You did a Tuesday. Who was there that week? Uh, Kevin Bozeman. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, I can't remember who else, but Bozeman came out on Wednesday, so I just did the Yatsu's night. It's fun. It's a blast. You're still living locally? Sure. I'm in my dad's basement. Really? Yeah. Didn't you have some other roommates that I know? I did. I was with uh, Mary Mack and Tim Harmston, and then uh, I couldn't afford the uh, the rent. That was $325. That they were charging? <laughs> yes. They are really ruthless people. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. They're hardcore. They're brutal. Yeah. Tim Harmston, Mary Mack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Vicious. Vicious yeah. people. And did they ask for it every month? Every month. See, that's fucked up. In my face every month. That is really Thank fucked you. up. Thank you. You get it. Yeah. You get it. Like, like, what if you're drinking, for example? Like, I'm supposed to give you money that I'm going to use for drinking? Uh, hello? Yes. Yeah. You get it. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Mary no, Mack I'm, was, I'm with you on this. It's, it was, Mary Mack was aggressive my She's face. a ball breaker. People know that. Me. Are you from Wisconsin? Like, they, where are you from? No, I'm from Minneapolis. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. And you're from L.A., right? Yeah, yeah. They didn't lie in the bio that I read? No, I was born in New York City, but we moved to L.A. when I was 12, so... You've been there the whole time? Yeah, I'm from L.A. Who taught you to play guitar? Uh, Well, I started that when I was eight, um, back east, but only for a little bit, and then when I I got to L.A., it was the big craze. Everybody had to play guitar, you know? Eddie Van Halen was from the next town over, and Randy Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Burbank, and, you know... He just had to play guitar, and every kid on the block was doing it. And so when I picked up the electric guitar, I was like, I already had a little bit of knowledge from when I took lessons earlier. So I had a little bit of a head start there, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I assume that the goal was to be a rock star. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When did it switch to definitely. comedy rock star? Well, in my later teens, I started trying to become a studio musician, thinking I could make money playing guitar, mm-hmm. and um, that's just all about schmoozing, and I was never very good at that, until um, I started drinking, then I got good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being like showing up to like shows and being like, oh, I met this cool dude who's a guitar player, he could probably hook me up with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe like if he uh, you know can't do a gig or if it's beneath him, he could forward it to me. And so I'd go over there, but I wasn't old enough to drink. I was like eighteen or something, and they'd be like, "All right, well, we're gonna go have a beer across the street." And I'm like, oh, "I can't get in there." So, kind of screwed me on the schmoozing thing. But then years later, like I remember being at the Improv one night, and I met all these guys: Kevin Rooney, uh, Jim Valley, who is. Uh, the guy uh, who was a head writer on Arrested Development, and mm-hmm. there were a bunch of other people. Um, Kevin Rudy's like a veteran comic writer. Uh, at the time, I think he was mad about you, head writer and all that stuff. He's amazing. But So I was just a, some young kid, and we all went across the street from the improv. The only thing we all had in common was we liked to drink. And I insisted in buying a round for all these people, and they all were like, like, who's this fucking guy? We don't know him, and now he's going to buy us around. We can clearly afford mm. our own drinks. Uh-oh. So they were like, no, no, we're good, man. We got it. And I go, no, 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 I insist. So I bought this round, and it cost me a lot of money at the time. It was like 50 bucks or something. Yeah. But I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. And then uh, we went back across the street to the improv, and I happened to have been going on that night, and... um I told them, yeah, all right, I'm going to go on stage. And they all came in and watched. 
they all came in and watched my set. I don't think they did it because they thought I was an interesting guy. I think they were just like, fuck, this guy bought us a shot or about, bought us a round. We just sort of have this thing where we have to watch this guy. And that's probably why they were so upset to accept my... <laughs> uh, and I did this all by accident. I just was trying to be generous. Right, right. But um, it turned out to be a good schmoozing thing because they all watched it and they liked it. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, I get a call from a guy named David Steinberg, who's the classic uh, veteran comic, David Steinberg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Has the show on sh- Showtime Yeah, now. who... Um, Said that Kevin Rooney said that I was funny and that I should come in and do this thing. And so I wound up doing this whole project with him. Like back then, I was like, literally just from buying a round of drinks, uh, it helped my career. So schmoozing and alcohol are very related, I think. (laughs) Oh, and Doug Stanhope, we already talked about that. I wouldn't have even met him if we didn't both have the drinking thing. (laughs) Well, I I just assumed (laughs) when you mentioned his name. Yeah, so that happens. I don't think he's. Do you think he would bring someone on the road that didn't want to drink with them? I doubt it. Yeah. 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 I highly doubt that. Yeah. Now, Shell. Yes. You moved out to LA at some point, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what happened in L.A.? Well, I moved out there to uh, pursue. I did Second City in Chicago and Improv Olympic. I always loved comedy and then uh, moved out there to be an actor or a sketch comedy kind of performer. And then... Um, Were you in a troupe? That, that was the Second City? Or, I mean, don't you break out and... How no, does that work? I, I just... I was in Chicago for two years, so I took classes mm-hmm. uh, and then got to the conservatory, which is... It's just like I was there for a year. Year and a half, just you know get my basis and then moved to la to try to find my way and then was waiting tables at hamburger hamlet in west hollywood is that place still there no as of about a year ago it's gone right all right you're talking about the one on sunset yep yeah the tap room yeah yeah such a bummer hamburger hamlet yeah okay place was great yeah it's like an upscale uh hamburger joint with a good lobster bisque and I was waiting tables there <laughs> and had my headshots and met my manager uh, while I was waiting tables like she we just hit it off and she was actually Doug Stanwell's manager oh Joanne uh, Astro Joanne. Mark Lund oh yeah 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 so uh, they signed me on as an actor and um, Mark Lana was the owner of the improvs co-owner with uh, Bud Friedman mm-hmm and taught stand-up classes, uh, and they said, so you know... So Joanne used to hang out there at the... Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it was a great place. He was. Look, it's, it is. Good. Well, that, this is like a classic story. You're like the Lana Turner or whatever that was. <laughs> you got discovered <laughs> as the waiter. I sure did. I got uh-huh. discovered. And no a twinkle in his place. eye? <laughs> I would have thought that never happens, <laughs> but it really did happen. Yeah, it happened to a certain extent. So they <laughs> you were the budding starlet <laughs> who got discovered by the major Hollywood producer. Uh-huh. Look at that. That's great. Yeah, so they uh, offered free sound classes. I'm like, well, I love comedy. So I'm like, yeah, I'll jump on that. And auditioning was not my bag. I just felt uncomfortable in front of a camera and one person. And in front of an audience, I felt uh, strangely more comfortable. And that kind of... Uh, led me into stand-up comedy. I thought that was a cool class. I used to watch, a lot of my friends would do it, and then I would watch the final, you know, performance. And uh, Really? Yeah. And it's all people getting their start? I thought it was quite good. I mean, you know, um, Mark would always try to get encourage people to be 
different and you know a little edgy and um and yeah they put on a big show at the end and uh it was a good time it was interesting did you always uh um Henry, did you always blend the uh, when you got up on stage? Was it ever just straight comedy? Well, actually, no. I started with straight music. And then, uh, well, no. Yeah, I mean, when I did open mic nights in the beginning, it was just me doing music, songs that I wrote. And then the comedy thing started creeping in there with just doing comedy got songs. The, let me guess. I got the best reaction. Yeah, and then I started doing a little banner in between. And then a lot of people started enjoying that more. And I enjoyed doing that more. So now... I'm in a place where I kind of open up the show with just regular stand-up, and then I grab the guitar and finish it out with a bunch of songs. Yeah. When I <clears throat> now when like when I've seen you, it's the first time today. I admittedly, it's the first time I've seen you, you know, perform at Acme your full set. But I've I've uh, seen your stuff online, and then of course in the studio and the radio thing. Cool. So when you came out on stage tonight, and I was kind of towards the back, I didn't see the guitar. I was like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's did he drop the guitar? Am I oh, not? That's funny. What's going on? And then oh, when you pulled, it was because it was sort of tucked on the yeah, side yeah, here. Yeah. I couldn't see it. I'm like, is something changed? I'd, oh, wait yeah, a second. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and while you were thinking all that, I was actually up there doing jokes. So it is probably distracting for people because they're probably going, oh, I thought this guy played guitar. But the reason I stopped doing it is because I'm like, well, if I'm holding a guitar while I'm telling a joke... Then you're anticipating it the whole time. Yeah. No, you yeah, are, you're, you're right. taking away from the comedy of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So no, you're right. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't want people to be disappointed. So maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll have the guitar visible tomorrow. I'll, I'll lean it, like, <laughs> vertically so that they're like, okay, there will be guitar. <laughs> now, proceed, sir. Yeah, just have it understand. <laughs> Six I foot I just want to know that there will be guitar at some point. <laughs> Yeah, you play any other instruments, by the way? Yeah, I play uh, I play keyboards, you know, piano. Um, I guess I play bass by virtue of the fact that I play guitar. You know, that's implied when you play guitar. Yeah, right? you're just kind of playing the lowest note. No one admits to bass, though. <laughs> yeah, just play. Well, I mean, guys that are really good are a different level, but I mean, I could I could hold my own. Musician, you play anything? No, I always want to uh, play the guitar. Like that was one thing—a guitar, a piano. Like that's a weird thing where I, I still—I I just thought about this last week. I'm like, I would love to just start taking lessons or learning how to play guitar. Like it's a weird. Mm-hmm. I think just common among uh, artists, like some comics, musicians. Yeah. Like it's a weird uh, cross-parallel thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I well, you can do it. I I used to teach guitar, and every once in a while, I'd have like you know a guy in his thirties who just decides he wants to play guitar. And um, if you get the right teacher, you can, you know, start banging out some Eagles songs or whatever. And <laughs> you know, if if you watch a lot of TV in your spare time, what I always tell people is, hold the guitar while you're watching TV, and then just start noodling. And it's just sort of eventually you start going, wow, I didn't know I could do that. That's cool. Like, if you're wasting time anyway, might as well waste right. time holding a guitar and practicing the stuff, you know? Yeah, I was That sounds that. easy. Right. Sounds that's, like a that's, good word. That's kind of what I did you know, when I was a teenager. I used to watch a lot of Three's Company and uh, all that garbage. Isn't that the same thing as stamp, though? Like, how long does it take before you really know that you know how to play the guitar? Is it like 10 years where you're like, all right, I know what I'm doing, I'm, I know I'm good, or...? Uh, I felt pretty good... By the time I was like 16 or 17, I felt like, oh, okay, I'm good at this. Oh, look at the hot shot. <laughs> the hot no, shot. but uh, I mean. Kid Dynamo over there. 
I don't know. Maybe it's different for everybody, but um, were you knocking them dead? It's that much. I think. Well, I think when you're younger, I'll bet. I'll bet if you're if you're 12 and you start learning to play piano by the time you're 17, I'll bet you'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Were you knocking them dead at talent contests? I did a talent show. Yeah. I got a a certificate of uh, participation, which I still. (laughs) Where is it? It's like over my mantle. Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't have a mantle. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I hung it up. I show it to the girls when I bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, it wasn't the talent show. It was called the Crescenta Valley Talent Search. Oh. So it's not as optimistic as a show. We're looking for talent. We might not have it, but come watch and see if we can find it. Well, you know, that's a good point. Actually, most comedy shows should be called the Comedy Search. Yeah. <laughs> We're that's all, funny. Watch that's three really comics funny. trying to find comedy. And some of them, every once in a while, they'll find a little bit. Open every open mic should be relay should be renamed as a search. Yeah, yeah. I think that's official. Comedy search. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Now I was reading uh, that uh, in your bio, it mentioned something about uh, one of my favorites of all time, Doctor Demento. Oh yeah, yeah. So what did he just play some of your tunes? Yeah, you he g- gave me my start in radio because um, the obvious thing when you do comedy music is you send it to Doctor Demento. Yeah, and I had a couple of people that. We're connected, and they uh, they sent him my stuff. I had a little cassette tape back then, and he liked it, and he started playing it. So this is like the Weird Al, like cassette tape, like yeah, same deal. Yeah, he started uh, playing my stuff, and it was very exciting. I started getting a little bit of a fan base, and then he actually went on the Doctor. Um, I'm sorry, on the Bob and Tom show uh-huh. in, in Indianapolis. Yeah, and they were like, "So who are you playing now?" And he told them me. And so then they started having me on the show on Bob and Tom. Holy and so shit! Look at that. That that was another. That was a parallel thing. I, I mentioned that Stanhope and um, that whole thing, but also at the same time, the Bob and Tom thing was helping me with getting on the road. Oh well. yeah, for sure. In other markets, yeah. What was uh? What was Doctor Demento playing? Um. Well, that's yeah. I mean. Uh, I don't remember what what a lot of the stuff was. Uh, you mean during that time that he was playing me? Yeah, playing your. What was yeah. he playing of yours? Oh, oh, of mine. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, there was a song called "Driving" and a song called "Shoulders of Freaks," and those were the ones that he liked the most. Do you do any of those anymore? Uh, not really. No, they're a little too uh, nerdy for the for the comedy club going audiences for whatever reason. Hmm. Know. What does that mean? Meaning. Um, It it requires a certain uh, basic level of uh, thinking about stuff that people don't want to really do when they're at a comedy club. I mean, they kind of want to turn off their brains a lot of times. Yeah. And I get that, you know. It's like the difference between Three's Company and, say, um, <laughs> it's a TV show that's smart. I don't know. Taxi? Scrubs? <laughs> no, Scrubs. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's it's just people don't. When people go to a comedy club, they don't want to necessarily have their brains challenged. I mean, maybe some of them do. I don't really feel the instinct to do that when I'm up there. Hmm. I just kind of want to go up and make people laugh and um, 
Yeah. Keep it simple. Tonight, man, there was a girl in the front. I don't know if she was 16 or what, but she she's staring 16. at me the whole time. Is that good or bad? It was awful. I felt terrible. I was like, she wasn't laughing at one thing that I was saying. And, you know, I'm just going, I don't. I would love it if she wasn't in the room. Oh, right? no. Because I would feel more comfortable. But instead, I'm just like, uh. Oh, no. But, you know, I'm a 43-year-old man. What do I have in common with a girl? I mean, she must have been 21 in order to get in, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> still a 21-year-old girl and a 43-year-old man. We're coming from two different places. Yeah. She oh, yeah. owns the universe. I uh, <laughs> am, a, am, a, am an outcast from it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know who he's talking yeah, about as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. We we talked about it after the show, and that's what's so interesting to me is that you uh, still have that like. Friend, well, I like, just you know, I just kept seeing her in the corner of my eye, but I wasn't paying attention to her. I was just trying to take it out of my mind. Right, but you recognize the fact that she's uh, twenty one. She's not your demographic. Not at some fine. point, you have to say that to yourself. Right, but it still bothers you. Yeah, because you want to please everybody, but. You know, and it's just like comedy is one of these things where you go to the comedy club, you don't necessarily, you're, you're going to have, people are going to have different ideas of what's funny and what's not, you know. And so there's sort of a hodgepodge of people and you're every once in a while going to get somebody who just doesn't, it's not their cup of tea. What are some of the weirdest things people have said to you after the show where it's like obvious they oh. don't ever go to comedy clubs and... Yeah, well, I was with my buddy Augie Smith. Augie's a very funny guy, and uh, the, uh, it, that's the second time his name's come up. I think. In the oh, last, really? Yeah, uh, he's great. Three episodes of the show. Oh, he's it's crazy. Yeah, so great. And we do a lot of gigs where he'll go on after me and just like destroy. And I remember I was walking um, to the bar, and then after the show, and then some guy corners me. He's like, "Dude, come hang out with us. You were the comedian." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." Dude, so what's it like being a comedian? And then I'm like, I'm being nice to the guy, but he was so annoying. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, you know, like three minutes into the conversation, when he's like, so dude, it's like way obvious that that guy, Augie, is like the pro, right? What? To me. And I'm just like, what? hey, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to go. Let me continue <laughs> going to the bar like I was going to do. Without you, just, you. I'm just sitting here talking to you for three minutes, being cool, and now you're just fucking <laughs> insulting me. But I don't think people realize they're insulting you. I think that he just sort of, that was his, that's what makes it even worse. It's just his honest impression of what happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, you can only get away with that and not get in trouble when you're like my kid's age. You, yeah. Four-year-old can say that. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. funny. You're not exactly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but a, a drunk twenty five year old is pretty much a four year old. Yeah, I guess so. Times. How about you? Yeah, I mean, there's a weird intoxication that happens when people are in a collective small group and they're laughing, and that laughter gives them a weird behavior where they they yeah. feel entitled to speak their mind. Like so ignorant. Like I don't know. It's just oh, yeah. annoying and naive and. Uh, whatever else, but, um, I guess it's the mis, like, I did it, like, I had a uh, joke about, this is like eight years ago, I did a one-nighter in, somewhere in Iowa, it was a pool hall, <clears throat> it was awful, <laughs> and, um, I had a joke about Valtrax, like, it was that pill that people take for... Boners, right? No, for herpes. Oh, I was taking it for my dick. Really? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> kidding. Go I ahead. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Uh, so the joke was, I take it for um, my cold sores, but it's also a pill that people take for their herpes. Okay. Cold sores, herpes, general herpes, same thing. Sure. And uh, the joke was uh, about the commercial, and there's a girl swimming, and I say, here's what I'm thinking, uh, get out of the pool. You've got herpes. You're gross. Right. And some girl comes up to me after the show Uh-oh. and says, and she's really like uh, upset, and she's sincere, and I'm... You know, I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I just think that your joke about rape was offensive. <laughs> what? Not what? Fair. Wait, what? And that's why I said, I'm like, I, what are you talking about? And she said, you talked about rape and you talked about herpes. I was raped and I got herpes. Holy fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> I no. never said rape in that joke. It was <laughs> this a different This is a thing. very funny story. But it's where people are, they go to a comedy show, they get drunk, they're... It, whatever. She heard rape somewhere. Yeah. yeah, she heard rape because she was raping at herpes. Ugh. But they hear, like, it's if you do a joke that's somehow specific to a person and they're drunk or they're in a bad place, it's perceived as a bad thing or they're going to get angry and then talk to you off stage. And where yeah. I'm like, people think that if you're on stage, you're an outgoing, uh, confident person, which is the opposite of what <laughs> I am. Like I'm a, I keep to myself if I'm sober off stage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm really sensitive and insecure. But if you're on stage, people think that you're confident and you don't give a fuck about anyone. Yeah, yeah. And so it's hard to explain to them. Like, well, first of all, I wasn't yeah. um, telling you that you were raped or that it's funny. There was that was never said. Like <laughs> girl getting out of a pool. Yeah, from a commercial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's that's the frustrating thing where you just are trying to make people laugh and. It's yeah. Like, what other job do girls come up to you and tell you I was raped and I have herpes? <laughs> I <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> it's just like not any jobs I've other had. than a doctor, <laughs> maybe yeah, uh, CSI, <laughs> maybe Comics and doctors. That's the only reason <laughs> that would ever happen. It's, God, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, actually, yeah. You, you definitely win the prize for the weirdest thing that somebody said after the show. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. While you think of one, I want to uh, point out that, Chell, uh, I know that you're definitely comfortable on stage, and uh, which is the, which you said earlier, and the proof of that is that I've sat in this audience and seen you rub your belly for about a minute and a half to two minutes straight, your sure. bare belly on this, <laughs> this very stage, yeah. until everyone in the crowd <laughs> is, is not comfortable is with totally it. It's totally uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> that's great. Well, and that's what I love. It's, it's, and that's another issue where... You get your girlfriend coming out. Henry's girlfriend's coming out uh, to see him on the road for the first time. That's right. Oh, hey. Well, okay. Weekend. My girlfriend saw me for the first time at an open mic, and this is like a few months back. And I did that joke, uh, rubbing the belly, mm-hmm. which is just making people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then and then uh, doing whatever, just making people uncomfortable for the payoff <laughs> of the joke. Yeah. And a week later, she was drunk, and she's like, oh, yeah, um... Stop doing that. <laughs> she goes, uh, that joke uh, wasn't funny. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. And it was, and this is like the, this is the first like month or two that I was with her. And so when someone like is critiquing, like, I understand, like, whatever, if you have an opinion, that's fine. Sure. There's a way of presenting it. Uh huh. And she's like, it's not funny. Sorry. <laughs> and, oh, and she kept saying, sorry, uh. which wasn't like saying, I kept saying I kept saying I accept your apology. I accept your apology, 
And I'm like, have you ever been on stage before? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. And I'm like, but you somehow knew that it was uncomfortable for everyone in the audience and it wasn't funny. Yeah. And she's like, ah, I'm such an asshole. I'm whatever. So she felt bad, but it's like the fact that, and she would totally was cool about it and got it in that yeah. instant, which is rare. But <laughs> people think it's so funny. And I hate to be preachy, but it's funny how people think that they've never been on stage, but they know what's funny or they know what should be done or what should not be done. No. Yet yeah. they've never been on stage. And it's a fucking. Well, and also, I watched it tonight and everybody's laughing their ass off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was wrong. She took it back. And I, she's cool as shit and she's funny as shit. But that was the first instance where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to take this because I was so used to. I thought you were going to say, no, I'm not going to bring her to a show ever you'd already, again. You had already done it enough times. You know it's funny. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 No, I there was a, a joke I did tonight, which I've been doing for years, um, where I say, you know, this girl, I don't have a problem if a girl is talking about, you know, her vagina or whatever and says, hey, I really like it when you do this there. But this girl was always like, you know, I really like it when people do right. this. <laughs> And I'm just Very like, funny. people, that's not the right word at all. Right. So anyway, that happened in real life. And oh, I no. told the girl, I was like, don't say people. Oh, no, no, no. Honey, no. don't say people when I'm down here. <laughs> it just fucking makes me feel weird. Like that I'm picturing is... the DMV. Like I'm, and then she goes, no, you're I'm being... eights tonight. She's like, you have issues. Like, you have issues. And I'm like, I have issues? Because <laughs> I don't want... The fucking DMV going through the girl that I'm seeing's vagina. So um, I said, you know, I said, you know what? We're going to a comedy show tonight. I'm going to talk about this tonight, and I'm going to say this, and we're going to see. And of course, I did it, and everybody just laughed their asses off. And I'm like, see, it's not me. You're completely wrong about this. Like, it's really? so that then. That's how yeah, that got into. Yeah, she was it? like, "I guess you're right. I guess, I guess it's weird to say people." <laughs> so that's how that got into the act. True story. Yeah. And then saying, "Here, yeah. I'll prove it." And it's that's it's awesome. One of my favorite bits for so many reasons. <laughs> I mean, one, it always does pretty well, but also, yeah, it's based on that real moment that we had. You know, yeah, singular, plural. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. I should have asked this right off the bat. How did you guys meet? Obviously, you didn't meet, meet today. Uh, well, I think we met here before you moved out to L.A. Because we, I remember us with Mary Mack and uh, Chuck Bartell, we all went and hung out uh, at some of those bars, like uh, some of those cool bars in, like nice. across the river. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And, uh, we went to some cool pet. Yeah, in so Minneapolis we, we did here, a couple yeah. of those, and I think that's where we got to be friends. And yep. then, then you moved out to L.A. He moved in with some of my best friends in L.A., so we hung out. Did you ever try there. to stay on your couch? No. No. No, but I never had a couch, so <laughs> people have to call him. It's a big jump. You have to be like, can I stay in your bed with you? <laughs> That's what you have to do if you're going to crash at my place. That's all I have. You got that same place on uh, Fairfax, off Fairfax? No. Uh, well, now I'm on Crescent Heights and Olympic. I used to be on uh, San Vicente, Melrose. <laughs> oh. But I'm close to Fairfax, yeah. It's a big jump sleeping in bed with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's no, <funny>. absolutely. <laughs> what would uh, this is a question I haven't. I I uh, I always like to ask, what do you uh, you know when you're you've been doing this thing on the road for a long time, 
What do you do when you're in a town for a week to pass the time besides appear on a podcast um, every few days? I do a lot of work, you know, like um, on the computer. That like the weird part about what we do is we have to um, we have to create our own work, and so like I um, I do I make my own little web videos. Mm-hmm. I make like instructional cooking videos. And so I'll map out one of those for a future thing. Or I'll email uh, club owners or try to drum up more work or whatever. Um, chat on the phone with a lot of comic friends or whatever. Uh, watch TV. I, I don't really do... You know, I don't really go to the local museum or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just like... Uh, Jog for two hours. Like a waste of time. Go get a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes I have been known to cook up uh, cookies for the local homeless shelter, and I'll take them by early. Oh. Like tomorrow, for example, I have to do radio at 7.20 a.m. Yeah. Sure. So that means the only time I have to make cookies, I have to get up at 5. Well, I'm going to jog. And then uh, when I'm back from jogging. (laughs) That's great. Which is great, you know, and it's very cold out there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to make cookies, and I'm going to bring them by the little homeless shelter. And uh, hopefully they'll enjoy it. I'm just making the best cookies I can. I don't Mm. know. But, um so I'll be in time That's for radio. so fucking cool. Yeah. Man. They're probably used to those generic Oreos. So yeah, yeah. Hydrox. No, I want to give them yeah, not as good. Some something made with love. Yeah, I'm making fun <laughs> of me making cookies for homeless people. Uh, no, I'm nowhere near that good of a person. <laughs> no. I'll just sleep in. <laughs> sleep in. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. So I uh, what did I? I wrote something down here that I want to ask you about. Oh. This semi-biographical comedy film, yeah, Punching the Clown. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, it's on Netflix, and um, we made it about five years ago, and it was um, it was uh, very well received in the film festivals and stuff, and we got distribution on it, and uh, it was fun. It was, it was mostly just stringing together as many road stories as I could think of stories that I would tell my friends about like mm-hmm. awkward situations that I've been in stuff from my act or whatever a lot of live footage and we just kind of strung it in together as a real movie with a plot and everything and um, threw it on the screen and, how did uh, you get to do that it seems like everybody would want to do that well um, we had been the director and I had been talking about doing it ever since we were in college and then I nowadays the equipment is so readily available mm-hmm. you know that uh he just showed up to my door and said screw this man we're just making this thing i'm just gonna take out all my credit cards we're gonna rent the camera we're gonna get a crew and uh my cousins helped out with a little bit of money okay um and uh yeah we just made it i mean nowadays you know you can do it yeah for sure which is great it was but i mean you know Everybody does it. It's just the thing is that once you make it, it's got to be, you got to be pretty sure that it's going to be good, you know? Yeah. And so we sent it out to the festivals. The first one that got it was Slam Dance Film Festival, and they we won the Audience Award there and stuff. Awesome. And then did a whole bunch of other ones, and then did a whole run in New York at a theater, and then got distribution. So it's pretty cool. And it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, Netflix, iTunes, Amazon, Hulu, YouTube. Kind of wish I would have looked that up and watched that this week. I didn't get a oh, chance yeah. to do that. Now I will. No, it's fun. Yeah, it is really. Fun. I just watched it for the. Uh, I think the third time was a couple oh, weeks cool. ago, and it's one of those like I guess me being a comic like 
I really appreciate his point of view, but it's such a honest um, portrayal of life on the road. Does and it follow you back to the hotel and that type of thing? Uh, no, it's mostly like industry conversations that I've had, you know, with people out in LA and then a couple of road stories. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. The, uh, the, uh, I get, I get misbooked at like a Christian, uh, fundraiser or something like that. And then at the pizza parlor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I go up and do one of my dirtier songs and it's just, you know, but which happens to us all the time. We'll get booked somewhere and not know. That there's like a whole party of uh, you know Christians out there, whatever. Is it better to know or not know? Um, well, if you know, I guess you could tone it down. But then, a lot of us, you know, I mean, I've got maybe 15 minutes of stuff that I could do in front of people that are easily offended by language. Yeah. Beyond that, I really wouldn't know what to do. You know. <laughs> so maybe you might as well just plow through it. You might as well. Yeah. yeah. Probably better not knowing. Yeah. What were you were gonna say something about the uh, movie? It's it was one of those uh, movies like um, my dad has got a um, it's my dad like is hard to read and like I, every now and again like he connects with comics that I know or comedy shows like uh, on Comedy Central and one of them was uh, Henry's movie Punching the Clown and he loved it and it was bizarre. It's one of those things that trans, it's just a specific dry sense of humor that captures. Uh, true conversation in odd situations that was really it's cool that I find something funny my dad likes it too and yeah that's I think it's rare and yeah it was fun to it watch it seems to be crossing generations which is cool what's the uh, the story behind the title um, well it's you know punching the clown is a obvious like euphemism for masturbation right. or whatever but also I'm sort of the um, proverbial clown being punched by the entertainment industry the clown meaning my job is to make people laugh right right and then uh we have this sort of arch nemesis character in the movie who does all these like you know uh, <laughs> if you saw it it'd be obvious to you what, yeah what the i apologize so, I have, no, no, that's all right to. i feel like um but so yeah we, we even explain it where uh, he's got this song called punching the clown you oh, know, okay where but um yeah no it's fun and then how about those uh, the cooking videos? Yeah, so those are going great. How I many of those have you done? Making, I've done like 13 of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tig's been like uh, Facebook posting about them and stuff, which is kind of cool. Oh, right on. And um, yeah, I just keep on making those because those are a blast. You know, I make a little song and I just do a whole, you know, instructional cooking thing. And I enjoy that. Yeah, it's Henry's Kitchen on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to do a few more too coming up the next month. You got the ideas already? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I enjoy it. Is there, any, is there actually any cooking involved? Yeah, but it's, you know, I mean, I try to follow the recipes, but I pretty much, I, I make sure that I've never done the particular dish that I'm doing mm -hmm. ever. So that that way you get the real, the real moment of, you know, actually screwing stuff up, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. My girlfriend and I looked up last night on the internet how to hard boil an egg. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, no, I've actually looked that up. Uh, it's not as easy as you would think. You're supposed to like uh, boil it or get it to a boil and then take it off the heat and let it sit for like 12 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then you put it in really? cold water. Yeah, there's oh, a whole process. I did not know this. <laughs> Look who didn't know that. You put no, salt and like vinegar in there keeps the shell from breaking, or all, I don't know, all kinds of stuff, or <laughs> makes it easier. I don't know. None of us knew, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, all right. Well, what do you uh, do? You sell your CDs outside the store, uh, the shows? No. No. Why not? I mean, I try. They oh, don't do you buy. carry them to? Do you, oh, I carry them. Let's start over. I do you, try to Do you sell bring them. your CDs to shows and, and <laughs> offer them in exchange yeah, yeah, for money? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't sell them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Selling requires something that's out of my control. <laughs> no, tonight I stood out there and the people were not buying, and I was like, I'm not going to stand out here and humiliate myself. So I said, Screw it. <laughs> but uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do. I have my CDs and DVD of the movie. But I might not be great at plugging it. You know, I do. I plug it in a joking way the whole time. But I think I should throw in something at the end that's like, uh, by the way, guys, I'm really serious. I am selling these fucking things, so please do. Probably. Yeah, and and you know, it's hard to stand out there afterward and feel judged. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand it. Yeah, hate talking to crowds uh, after the show. Really? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, I, then avoid it. I do. I always do. At all. At all costs. Yeah, I hide in the arena room where I'm at the bar doing drinks with a hat on. <laughs> it's an awkward conversation. Yeah, I don't like no, it. I don't like it either. No. No. You said let's go back. Oh, one more thing I want to talk to. We're just mm-hmm. about out of time. Yeah. The girlfriend's coming to town. Yeah, that's a big yeah, deal. This weekend. Yeah, that'll. Be yeah, cool. why here? Um, well, I mean, it's a good town, and I uh, thought it'd be fun to have her. She was available to to come out, you know. She been to Minneapolis, Minnesota before? Uh, not sure that she has. No. Yeah. Well, it'll be cold, so you'll uh, yeah, have a chance to stay in the hotel room. Yeah, there huh? you go. Yeah, watch some TV. <laughs> watch some TV. Yeah, yeah, that'll exactly. be great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, that'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> right on. That's gonna be. Cool. And you're still bringing your girlfriend to shows? Uh, yeah, she's coming on Thursday. Well, we're gonna have some, have some suds with the Henry's Grill. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Have some dinner, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, she will uh, tell her to keep that. her critiquing to herself. Yeah, she's no, she's great. She's uh, <laughs> learned. She's appreciated the. Uh, yeah, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, all right, tell everybody uh, where they can find you on online. HenryPhillips dot com. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, um, I'm Henlips on Twitter. And then I've got a Facebook fan page and regular page. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Shelby Organ, Facebook, and... Uh, Spell that, and Jesus Christ. It's, well, K-J-E-L-L, last name's B as in boy, J-O-R-G-E-N. No one's going to have the initiative to write that down. Once but, you get Chell, I mean, unless there's another comic named Chell. Right? Is there ever any confusion there. between you and another Chell? Yeah, there's another comic actually that just moved to really? Minneapolis from Arizona. Oh, that's with the same name. What the hell's his problem? Doesn't he know you on the stone? Uh, he's a, yeah, he's a piece of shit. I don't like him at all. <laughs> what a fucker! Real son of a gun. <laughs> and I got a Twitter too at uh, K J E L L P J O R G N. There you go. Perfect. It's not run by me. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Go man. get some sleep. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Perfect.